We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. It's a podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out why I'm still single, even though if you uh, push me out of bed every single night, I won't complain. (laughs) 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 I'll just climb right back in and apologize to you for whatever I've done. Uh, My guest today, you know her. She's got a Comedy Central half hour. She's written on Broad City. She is just so funny. She's writing on a new HBO show right now starring Katherine Hahn. And I just, oh, she wrote on Great News. You've done (laughs) so much. (laughs) It makes me so happy. All right, put your little hands together. (laughs) In your room, start clapping. It's Naomi and Berrigan. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming. Give it up for Nicole. <laughs> ah, thank you. Yes, thank you for coming out to this uh, this this live podcast event <laughs> where uh, nobody's here. Uh, it's okay, but we are giving you our all. Okay, there is stage presence in the yes, moment. There's so much stage presence that has been wasted on just Marissa. <laughs> Okay, Naomi, you have been in a relationship for almost 39 years. <laughs> almost nine years. Damn. It will be nine years in March. And That's I am just as shocked and disgusted as you are. Crazy. So how did you meet Jubu? Is that's what you call Yes, your... my Jewish boo. He does have a name. And <laughs> I guess we can call him Andy, but between us, it's Jubu. And we, Do you call him Jubu at home? No, not now. It all started, like, I started calling him that, you know that time when you're, like, dating somebody before you're, like, for real, and they're, like, not a real person, but you fucking do stand-up, but you gotta call him something. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where Jubu, it, like, started, where I was like, 
I got a little jubu, you know, before uh-huh. he was a person. And then, you know. And then just, he became a person and then you were like, I'll call him by his government name. Among close personal friends. Um, do Does he call you anything? No, he does not. You don't have nicknames? No. No, no, no. I read an article months and months ago that said, you should have a nickname. Really? Like lovers should have nicknames? Mm-hmm. But honestly, you're going on nine years, so like, fuck that article. I know. I mean, literally, one of the things we I say to him as a term of endearment is like, I will call him a stupid bitch. But it's like us having a very tender time. I'll be like, you stupid bitch. And what does he say? He laughs. He knows. And honestly, I've never felt closer to a person. Being able to call them a stupid bitch and like know it's going to be fine. I call people dum-dums as a term of endearment. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes men really don't like them. (sighs) Well, you know they're very sensitive. Men are so So sensitive. sensitive. They're delicate flowers. They truly are. And they're just, they're like, they're the true snowflakes of the world. Thank you. But you know what? Not even, because they ain't even all that unique. Okay? (laughs) It's about (laughs) ten types of men. (laughs) Okay? I agree. Um... So nine years, that's almost a decade. That's yes, a good chunk of time. It is. Um, is this your longest relationship? Oh, my God. By by eight years oh. and four months. Well, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, So girl. your first relationship only lasted eight months? Yes. And then so the the first real, like the long, no, just not even for like the oh. most real. Like I had, I was with somebody for like six months in college. Mm-hmm. Maybe another, so like freshman year of college, there was like that dude you meet the first week of college. And mm-hmm. I come from a school, you know, where nobody was checking for me. So the moment a guy was like, can I see your titty? I was like, here you go. You know what I mean? Like I was in, I was in. What school was this? It was just like a private school in New York where like nobody was checking for no black girl. No chubby black girl with a spectacle. And you, were chu- you were chubby? Oh yeah. How chubby? I mean, I feel like what I, like the size I am now, but shorter. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Like at a time where nobody, like when I was like, you know, 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was like bigger than other kids. Just, sure. You know, them white girls were very skinny. They were wearing zeros. Hold on. I have to read you this text from my sister. <laughs> <laughs> she just texted me at 147. Have you ever stared at a guy in a wheelchair? Not because he's in a wheelchair, but because he's really cute. But as you're processing it, you kind of make the guy feel uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to read that. Oh, that is good. My sister walks through life maybe just being the most most thoughtful person (laughs) in a way where you're like, what? So you stared at this man in a wheelchair because he was cute. And then started texting probably right. while, you're while you're staring, staring at him. So now this man in the wheelchair is like, great, another person staring at me because I'm in a wheelchair. And now she's telling people about staring at me <laughs> and while I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Should I? I think I'm going to text her, go up to him and hit on him. Hit on him hard. Explain that you were staring because he was fine. Mm-hmm. And just see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Also, is he alone is the question. Because I don't assume that just because he's in a chair that he's not rolling with some people. Yeah, he might be dating someone, you know? Right. Or like he's hanging out with a group. Are you approaching mm-hmm. a group with a man in a wheelchair? Are you approaching one lone man in a wheelchair at a corner? I mean... I need details. She said she left in shame. <laughs> Ugh, go back. <laughs> we'll end this saga as soon as she <laughs> texts back. She just... Oh, he was alone. 
Oh, okay, man, that so, was her chance. That was her chance. That could be her husband. It really could. They could have, you know, rolled rolled away in love together. Hello? Getting you that know? easy parking for yes. the rest of your damn life? Yes, that would have been nice. That would have been it. Oh, poor Catherine. <laughs> she tries her best, I assume. She, I mean, when I see a man in the wild, I will hit on him because I leave no... Stone, Stone unturned. unturned. Yep. <laughs> yep. She said this was 20 minutes ago. I think he left by now. Well, and that's the conclusion of that. My sister almost found a husband, but she got scared and ran away. She overthought it. Wait, what is this shirt you're wearing? It just says all humans are equal. Were you at the women's march today? Oh, no, I don't march. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I got this from Michelle Buteau. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wearing all this. Right. So you don't march. No, oh, oh, Lord. For the record, I care about causes. Mm. I donate. I make calls. I am a black woman daring to dream. So that's step <laughs> one. And then I do other stuff. But the mm-hmm. actual act of marching is not my chosen form of Fair. resistance. Fair. I also just didn't even know it was happening today <laughs> until I drove downtown. A ton of streets were closed. And then there was like people with signs and I was like, I almost got into an accident because I was like, what does this bitch's sign say? And it was truly (laughs) nothing interesting. It was just like, women are women. And I was like, I can't believe I almost hit a Volkswagen just to see that women are women. (laughs) Oh, I was so mad. Okay. So you were an awkward, chubby black girl. Yes. And then you blossomed into a beautiful Non-awkward wow. black woman. Wow, thank you so much. Because um, I still feel so awkward. You're I'm like, not. kind of like Catherine. I live in my head the way she, it sounds like she does. Ah. Like overthinking every little thing. Like literally last night, I did not bring a comic on properly on his own show. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize we were tag teaming the intro. Oh. I thought the other person was coming uh-huh. back. And then I've literally been up since 4.48 a.m. That's mental illness, Nicole. <laughs> it's mental illness. It might be a little bit of anxiety. A little? Uh, a little? Are you on anxiety medication? Not right now. I do need to find the cocktail that works for me. Fair. <laughs> um, I talk about therapy a lot yeah. because I think people shouldn't wait till the last moment to get help. Hello. I think if you feel like you need to talk to someone, you should really reach out and do it as soon as you feel that way. And like two years ago, I got into a point where I was like, I think I need somebody mm-hmm who's interested in my life but has no real stakes in my life that I need to talk to. (laughs) Yes. And that's what I think the dream about therapy is. It's like this person cares about you, but like the rest of the six days of the week they don't see you. They don't, they're not like, you know, thinking, like they're not waiting for you or whatever. But then I started getting on, I got on ADHD medication Mm -hmm. and that was super helpful. And then my psychiatrist was like, I think you're like a touch bipolar. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Just a touch. Oh, bye. Let's get it fixed. <laughs> and then I never found the cocktail that worked for me mm-hmm. and worked for my body. It's, so. I mean, this, and it's really hard and it's really frustrating. Um, and I think that's why so many people end up self-medicating, myself uh-huh. included, like in the past. Because you're, you're like, okay, why don't you take some shit, holler at me in six to eight weeks mm-hmm. and see where you're at. I ain't got six to eight weeks. This situation is dire. <laughs> what do you think I pay you for? You know what I mean? And that's the problem uh-huh. is that when you're in it, because I also agree, like you got to go before it's bad. and. I have a friend who always says, he's like, he's like, it's easier to talk when it doesn't hurt so that when it does hurt, you know what to do, <laughs> you know? And like, you don't have to be like, oh, like Jupiter and I, we've been in couples therapy for like five and a half years. Mm-hmm. We, we good. 
You know what I mean? Like we yes. didn't go because it was like a problem, but it was like there were certain issues and you know, they say couples sometimes like you end up having the same fights over and over. Mm-hmm. And I remember like we got engaged and I was like, all right, I'm in, but we're going to have to figure out how to not have the same fucking mm-hmm. argument or at least have it not go to the same place every time. And you know? how many years were you guys together before you got engaged? Three? So we, oh. oh, I get girl. I've been engaged about six years. I six. did not know that. <laughs> I'm glad actually because it's to the point where we've been engaged so long. People are now starting to worry. You know uh, what I mean? It's always uh, like, are you guys still are you together? Gonna do it? Are you good? You know? So good. I'm glad you forgot. I wanted I to be as fresh as possible. I just knew you were together, and I knew that if you had a wedding, I would hope <laughs> to be invited. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay, so no confirmation oh, on yeah, that one. Look, girl, um, uh, girl, okay, if I get money for okay. a guest list like that, <laughs> you on the list. Oh, If right. I get my guest, but see, here's my whole thing with weddings too, though. Like, would you, if, be really your soul, would you really want to come to my wedding? Like, do you yes. like weddings? I, okay, I love a wedding. You do? Okay. Because I love seeing who got an invite. <laughs> one, first and foremost, I love being like, yes, Okay. <laughs> Okay, I see you. I see who you invited. <laughs> Two, I love to see who's dressed inappropriately for a wedding. Oh, my God. Who's too cash and who has slutted it up too hard that grandpa's breaking his neck to look at your friends. I, literally, there's nothing I love uh, more than like a slutty wedding vibe. Yes. When somebody comes through like a fucking bandage uh-huh. dress with a deep V, yes. I'm like, girl, you came to win. It's like you win. came to fuck yeah. all the groomsmen. Literally. And that's like, uh, get it. Just get it while I you can love get it. it. And then I specifically love a comedy wedding because I'm like, how much are we going to talk about comedy to alienate the family who knows <laughs> nothing about comedy? <laughs> so to answer your question, I fucking love a wedding. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. I love a wedding. Sometimes I feel like with weddings, it's like people, it's like they want the principle of like, well, I want to have been invited. Mm-hmm. But they'll be like... But do you actually like me? Take a beat. Hmm. Not in a bad way, but the way like we don't like everybody yes. and don't care about everybody. Uh-huh. It's like, take a beat. Because to me, I don't like, I won't go to weddings unless I'm like close to you and the act of mm-hmm. seeing you marry this person will move me to tears. Yes. Because everything else is like, I got to pay to get there and you stay. You are correct. And you need a present. It's like a lot. And to me, I'm like, why am I spending all this money? Because you got a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got the man. You good. Now uh, you need money out of my hard-earned uh-huh. cash. Yes. Weddings are kind of like GoFundMes. They are. Come to my wedding and bring me fucking presents so I can <laughs> move into the next chapter of my life with this person that I'm so lucky to have found. <laughs> Aren't you jealous? The answer is absolutely. absolutely. I am fully jealous. <laughs> I would love to figure out when I'm going to get a husband. I mean, at this point, I'm, I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's, I will say this, though. You know, obviously I'm I, I'm off the streets, but I do, you know, I, I still know the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It hits me like the shit was yesterday. <laughs> and I also feel like L.A. is a hard-ass place to date. Yes. It's like, first of all, because, you know, because it is so spread out, not only is it hard to meet anybody naturally, but then the work of once you start dating, it's automatically work. I got to mm-hmm. get in my car and go to you. Or mm-hmm. You got to go to me. Even the first date might be an issue of valet. And you automatically put in a certain level of work that says, I want this, before you even really know the person. Yep. Uh-huh. And I try to 
Like, if I go on, like, more than three dates with somebody, I tell them. I'm like, I like you. Yes. I like you a lot. Because I'm hoping that you get the subtext that, like, I flew back early. I right. didn't Like, I didn't have to come back to L.A. for two days to see you. Right. I could have just stayed on the East Coast and, like, did whatever. But it's, it is so much work. From yeah. the jump. Yeah. Like, traffic, getting right. out of your car. <laughs> Yeah, you're right with, like, the fucking valet. We were like, great, we went to a place that only has valet. Mm -hmm. There is no parking. The valet is (laughs) $4,000 and my finger. And (laughs) I'll be like, great. And then we're going to eat, you know, shitty food or have shitty fucking drinks that are so expensive. And then have a whack-ass general. It's basically a whack-ass general that you pay for. It is like a general. And if... (laughs) There's non-industry heads listening. A a general (laughs) for an actor is you go meet an executive and they ask, where are you from? How'd you get into comedy? Uh, What are you watching? What are you watching? What are you into? Uh, So this has been great. Um, (laughs) If I ever cast a project again, I'll let you know. And you're like, cool. So I drove to Sony, (laughs) which Which took me 52 minutes. (laughs) Oh, that's if you're lucky. And they told me to park at one gate but they meant the other one. <laughs> so I walked across the fucking lot. Sure, I got my rainbow picture, but uh, <laughs> this was pointless. It's like, that's like what it is. But then it's like, Harvey, I feel like too, it's like, you know, because obviously I listen to the pod. I know you. The last time I ran into you, we were at the Virgil. Yes. And you were just about to... You crushed. I had to follow you. I was so devastated. What are you talking? I'm always like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm doing a Nicole Byer. crushed. You were so funny. And then I did new stuff. New stuff sucks because it doesn't you, it doesn't work yet. You well, know, I know I'm in that right now. And like also the what, how hard it is to, to force yourself to do new stuff. Especially in L.A. shows because you're like, I just need my laughs so I can go home. And feel better. And feel better about my life. Well, that's literally what happened last night. I was on a show where like I got asked to do it last minute, and I only agreed to do it because I was like, it's good. It's sold out. It's going to be like a fun mm-hmm. one. It's going to be a good one, you know? And I, I needed to go and win. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, I needed that. And it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I didn't win. Yes. Don't you hate shows like that? <laughs> where you're like, they were laughing. They were on board. But the way that joke crushes, it didn't quite. Yes. Hit the I didn't get the applause break that I wanted in my normal yes. spot, <laughs> but like it was fine. And people after the show told me it was great, but like it just wasn't amazing. It wasn't a, girl, I left after I didn't even lay, wave anybody say really? a word. I was just like, get me out of here. Like, I was like, it was like very like like I in my head, you know, like I meant to be like Dorothy Dandridge. Uh-huh. Give me a big sunglass. I'm walking out a side door, no matter where I'm going. You know what I mean? No one knows who I am, uh-huh. but that's fun for me. Slash. Am I fearful of people? (laughs) Sometimes I'm fearful of people. Right? A little bit? A little bit. I mean, especially in different where people do put expectations on you, you know, having had, seeing you, you know, Mm -hmm. and thinking they know you. And because you're a warm person, though, too. Thank you. You know, I also feel like, too, you're one of those people where, like, who you are on camera is not too far from who you are in real life. So it's not like you have to do too much shape-shifting. I would say, but it's work. It's I'm friendlier work. on camera yeah. than I am in person. <laughs> uh, like last night, I had done a show, an improv show. It was a real fun show. Uh, 
it was really fun. I had a yeah. great time. And then afterwards, we were getting a drink, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, hey, we were so excited to see you, me and my friends. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he's like, my friends are too shy to talk to you. So I came over, and I was like, oh, you're the elected person. Right. And we teehee'd about that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we didn't, almost didn't recognize you because your hair's different. And I said, that's by design. He goes, <laughs> oh, so you don't want to be recognized? I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm kidding. But also, it's by design. <laughs> and I was like, also, I changed my hair up so much, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we all really wanted to yell, nailed it at you. And I was like, well, I, what? On stage? I think that's what he meant. And I was stage. like, here is a teachable moment. <laughs> you never have to yell, nailed it at me, because I was there <laughs> when we shot it. And I know it. And you don't, you don't have to. No. And I told him a story about this man who almost hit me, who yelled, almost nailed it. And I was like, so like we can all just stop <laughs> screaming, nailed it at me. And then he was like, oh, so you don't like it? And I was like, oh, God. no. And then he went, nailed it. And I was like, what? <laughs> we, we just went through. And I went, oh, okay. And then he like scurried out with all of his friends. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'm not as friendly. <laughs> I seem like I'm approachable, but then I'm like, please don't yell, nailed it. And then it's a part of the zeitgeist, so people say it all right, the time. Right, right, right. And every time someone's like, oh, yeah, you really nailed it, I'm like, triggered. <laughs> <laughs> and now I truly understand what the word triggered means. Because I'm like, ah. Literally, ah, one phrase takes ah, you back to ah, a moment in time. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, can you tell me about couples therapy? Oh, yeah. You mean. Is that too personal? Oh, us going, you know, well, you know, I live in a sick world where I both have a podcast and live show called Couples Therapy and yes, attend yes. actual couples therapy. Yes, yes. But you know the show part. Uh, actual couples therapy. Whose they, idea was it? Oh, mine. Okay. Mine. And we were doing it in New York at this place called NIP, which uh, National Institute for Psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. It was like a teaching place, you know, but most of those people, they're like getting their hours in before oh, they sure, can sure. do their own thing. So they've all been educated mm -hmm. and are just like banking clients. And what I love about them is it's all about that sliding scale, okay? Yes. Because for a large portion of our relationship, we were not employed at the same time ever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, we got to do this, but we both know we broke. Okay, what can we do? Mm -hmm. And so we would go there, and our first couples therapist was this um, young Israeli woman who Ooh. had like served in the army, but was now a yoga practitioner okay. as well as a therapist. She... Was she had very good neutral therapist face? Okay, which I personally don't like. Like I like to know my therapist's background because uh -huh. I think it does kind of inform what they think is normal, what they think is you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. yeah, you've read some books, but like it's gonna come down to what your mama told you. Yes, you know. <laughs> and she was just like tough. She was like a little tough, and mm -hmm. then she so we had her for maybe a year, and then she went on maternity leave and was like, "Here's another colleague." Uh huh. And he is our guy. Like, we still Skype oh. with him from L.A. He's, like, number one. That's nice. It's nice to find your person. My therapist, we, I clicked with her, like, immediately. Oh, and then she just served me some real truths that <gasps> I was like, oh, oh. A lot of our work is me talking, 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 <laughs> her saying something pretty poignant, me not listening, and then... <laughs> Three weeks later, her repeating it, and then me going, oh, she did say that three weeks ago, and then being like, oh, and then me implementing it in my life, and then being like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you get like, well, I love that idea of what you can implement in your life, because that's what I feel like I'm not getting in personal therapy. Mm -hmm. We're like doing too much talking, and she keeps telling me to like not be hard on myself. And I'm like, but that that's is not helpful. something you can implement in your life, because Mary's always like, 
be be the be the nice person in your life to yourself. Mm-hmm. So like you do a show that goes poorly. Don't beat yourself up about it because there's other shows. Right. But what you can do is like listen to the recording. See what maybe maybe you were off. Maybe maybe something happened. Maybe it was the audience. There's so many different variables. You don't have to directly blame yourself or like if you look in the mirror and you're like, "Ugh, I look terrible today." You'd be like, "Well, maybe in an hour I won't look terrible." <laughs> but I accept right now that I don't really like what I look like, but like but let's not harp on that. Let's right. just move on. Right. What can I do to make myself feel pretty? Put on a wig. Right. Put on a pair of shoes you haven't worn in a while. So, like, Mary is very much like, allow yourself to have the feelings, but don't dwell because they're not, it's not a means to an end. Like, you being sad or upset or like hard on yourself isn't going to last forever. Oh, so, I like, thought you were going to say, isn't it. going to help. It is the most tiring thing I could well, possibly it's, do. It is tiring. <laughs> it's so, so tiring. It's like, just like acknowledge that you're upset yeah. about something and then move on. Right. Or acknowledge your feelings and move on. Yeah. That's a Maryism. And Ugh, truly, I, I try very hard to implement it. But then sometimes I'll like just be in my house sobbing <laughs> and be like, oh, uh, <laughs> you can stop at any time. <laughs> um, life will be good tomorrow. <laughs> I was uh, literally having a good morning cry today. I've been up, you know, 4.48 a.m. <laughs> and then I had a good cry around 6.50. Mm-hmm. Then again at 11.42. What's it like to cry when you have a partner? Well, <laughs> I'll tell you how I did it this time. Uh-huh. I was in the living room. Oh, okay. I was out in the living room, honey. Yes, yes. Because I'll tell you this. You know, since moving to L.A., we're together so much more than we were mm-hmm. in New York because we don't have our separate friend groups. We pretty much mm-hmm. like know the same people. And it's like we don't have a car yet. And we both kind of want to be social. So I'll be like, okay, let's go to this together. Uh-huh. But we're together all the fucking time. <laughs> so now when, I, like, when I'm having emotions, I'm like, I got to go somewhere else with this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like just for the giving him the break. Not even that he wouldn't be receptive as much as I'm like, not every single thing can be discussed uh-huh. with you yes. all the time. And I don't think I knew that in the beginning. I literally was like, the point of a relationship is to have this person, mm-hmm. you know, you can bring in everything to. I very, you know, because I was always described and perceived as being a lot, you know? Mm. Uh, and so it was funny, like, right before I met Andy, I was very much in the mindset, I was like, I'm never going to find a dude who's, like, gets it. I'm never going to find one who's, like, good enough. So just, like, but I knew I'm too, I know I'm too, like, sensitive to just, like, have sex. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this is my life. And not in a sad way. Like, I really was just like, they're all basic and boring. <laughs> so I'm not going to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And then this little petite treat comes in. And I was like, wow, for somebody who looked delicate as fuck, you can kind of hang. He's delicate, y'all, but he can hang. I love it. Hold on. We have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because 
Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U. L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code date me 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com newly with two U's with code date me 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. Today and every day Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real 
world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better, so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me and canta muchacho. <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Oh, thank God. Isn't that a treat? Um... I am at the point right now where I think I'm going to be alone for this next chunk of my life (laughs) uh, until I guess people start getting divorced. (laughs) And then I can like slide in and be like, hey, so like round one didn't work out. (laughs) Are you ready for round two with me? Oh, don't Uh, say such a thing. But here's my question for you. Yes. Because I know it's like, what is your type? I don't really have a type. Um, Personality-wise? Well, personality-wise, I like a dude who is funny to me. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of a weirdo mm-hmm. because I'm a weirdo. Like, very much, I'll just, like, scream and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, sometimes I like to leave a restaurant with a funny walk. <laughs> So, like, you have to be okay yeah. with me, like, basically embarrassing you right. at you gotta random be times. <laughs> Unexpectedly. You're not going to know when it's going to happen or when I'm going to walk funny or how funny it's going to be. But, like, just someone who enjoys being playful, um, attractive to me, which is a very subjective thing, uh, because... An ugly dude can end up being attractive because oh, yeah. they're funny or whatever. Right. Of course, of course. I would love somebody with a job, Girl. their own money. Um, and then I really like, I keep saying, I was like, I don't really want a dude with dreams or a person with dreams. <laughs> I want them to be living their dream. Yes. Sure, yes, you can yes, want yes. more. I want more out of my career, but I'm. In, in a it. place where, like, I don't have a day job. Yeah, like, my day job it. is my job. Right, right. Which is a huge fucking blessing. And I feel very lucky that I can say that sentence and I don't take it for granted. Um, and then, yeah, just someone who likes me. <laughs> well, no, see, this is the thing, though. Because this, this is the thing I found back when I was out there trying to make love work. Mm-hmm. Trying to force, you know what I mean? Like a crazy-ass man into a normal man's hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Men are always going to be attracted to you because you're dynamic. So, but that's a, there's a difference. When uh-huh. I say attracted, they're going to gravitate. They're going to yeah. want to be near that. And you got to suss out the ones who are like, "This is interesting," mm-hmm. or this like, "This is someone I'm down with." There's a difference. Not somebody yeah. who's like fucking like you know assessing you or being like, "Huh," you know what I mean? Because I've had that. Like I remember mm-hmm. back when I would do shows, you know, and guys like the person who met me after a show was never the person I needed to be talking to. Interesting. It, to me, it was, ne- they were never, again, even though I don't think I'm that different, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm, you know, I, I definitely like, I don't tell lies on stage, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the stories are the stories. Um, but at the same time, to me, you like something, you, what you like is it's like, wouldn't it be cool to date a comedian? 
I do feel like I get that a lot where yeah. people are like uh, I've been on a couple first dates that felt like interviews. Mm. I went on one. I don't know if I've talked about this one yet, but I went on one recently where he was like vaguely adjacent to comedy, uh, but then was asking like too many questions about just yeah. like work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh. This honestly, this feels like a general. It feels like a general meeting <laughs> where you're taking in the information, but like I don't know if you actually care. Yeah. Feels like you're just asking questions to be asking them. And then I would ask him questions and he would have like one word responses. And I truly felt like he didn't want me to know anything about him. Mm. So yeah, it just that was the last date I've been on. And that was the beginning of the year. I just went on the date to like as a palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I had yeah. been dating not- like a lot, lot at the end of last year. You went, you went, you got a ticket to the airport last time I saw you to I, go into a restaurant. I did. I went to Guy Fieri's Burger Bar. I have since learned that there's an actual guy's restaurant in <laughs> Terminal B. Wow. But the internet told me it was only in Terminal A and it was only a burger joint. So I made this dude go with me to the wrong gate. He was worried that we wouldn't get scanned in. I was like, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then we ate a delightful burger that was pretty good. And then I found out there's a full-ass restaurant on the other side. So now I got to trick some other dude <laughs> into going on another airport date with me. And they said I couldn't do it. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a man who's going to want it. You're, it's a, you're like, I, you like going on like an airport date. It's like mm. very like fucking manic pixie. 500 days of summer for me. You know what I mean? Like very quickly, uh-huh. like, let's get a refundable ticket. And it's like, because you know what it is? Like a date that's also uh, an activity, a mm-hmm. scavenger hunt, a moment in time that you will cherish forever. Very dumb. Uh, no, it's a fun. But it's a good way to me. Like, that's why I like when you were like, oh yeah, like on day three. Because I feel like I never really got to that point mm-hmm. of being able to just be as direct as I want it to be. Because to mm-hmm. me, I'm not just saying like people like want to play it cool or do whatever. Like literally, like the fucking three day rules and everything are the worst things to happen to dating. I you need to be you, or else you're gonna waste a whole lot of fucking time. Yes. Also, I'm not a chill person. <laughs> I this just not who I Same. literally have a podcast where I'm like, okay, everybody, why am I single? <laughs> like that's the unchillest thing a person can do. So like, if I click with somebody, I feel I'm like I have to let you know. Yeah, I I'll tell I don't tell them like in a text because I feel like that's too much to mm. read. Uh, although I would love it, I would love it if someone texted me. I like you so much. I'd be like, oh my god! <laughs> but I think with a man, it's like, oh god, she's fucking, she yeah, loves uh, me. She wants to fucking get married. And it's like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> we don't have to talk about that yet. <laughs> but yeah, three dates, four dates in, I'll like just say it. If they say it back, great. I've been met with, oh right. okay. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, I guess, uh, no, 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 no. I'll keep going out with you. Not now? I, I mean, nowadays I, you will. You'll still do it. I will go out with someone until they put both hands on my shoulders and be like, go home. I never want to see you again. Ah! I will date someone until they're like, yucked. Get out of here. Because I'm a desperate woman. No, I'm just, I think when I spend so much time with somebody and investing my time into them, I'm like, we we can make this work. Let's well, well, just oh my make God. this yeah, work. Girl, oh my God, exactly. That's what I mean. Like when you're just like trying to make somebody someone they're not, but also uh-huh. too, like, and I think it is changing, but we're around the same age. Like we grew up 
on the original sex in the city, we grew up mm-hmm. with some of these fucking gendered ideas that were kind of like, well, men are slower. Men are harder. It's like we literally have made men like uh-huh. dim animals. Yes. That we are committed to potty training. So the problem is that like, like the, that's like the conceptualization of them kind of in culture when it comes to dating. So then it makes it so that you're like, well, he didn't say it back, but I know it takes time for guys and they don't always have their word. Like you're just like, we learn so many excuses for mm-hmm. them probably before we even take a dick. Before we have a dick in our mouth or in our hearts, we learn these fucking excuses. I mean, you're right. And I do, I will make excuses for a dude. I'll just be like, I mean, I guess he's not texting me because, you know, uh, he's busy. And it's like, well, with what? Exactly. (laughs) What is anyone ever doing but just scrolling on their fucking phone? Exactly. He's not texting you because he doesn't want to be texting you. And I've told a couple people to be like, I need you to text me more. Like, I like to be in communication with somebody. And it's funny because, like, when I'm not dating somebody... I'm like, I don't need to talk to whoever I'm dating every fucking day. (laughs) And then when I'm dating someone, I'm like, I need to talk to you every fucking day. Okay? Have you tried, have you ever like dated, because I remember I always had fantasies about like, I always thought, because again, when I I reached my point where I was like, it's never going to happen. I was like, at the time, I was like, 25. That's how quickly I give up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, he's going to be a 47 year old. Okay. European man. Okay. Where traveling and taking your time is part of their culture, mm-hmm. so it won't mean that he's emotionally damaged. <laughs> and we will meet each other, and he will, like, you know, he'll be so delighted by me. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. the, di- the dynamism. He'll be like, oh, I love all this personality and attitude. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken an older lover? I have not. Everyone has been around my age or like a couple years, like two, three years older, two years younger. Um, I don't know if I'm here for an older man. I guess if I were to date an older man, it would have to be a black man. Because he's going to be looking good. Yes. (laughs) Black, older, like Idris Elba. Oh, hello. Word. I can't I even. would just love that. Can you? I, I li- it's so Ugh. funny because like I came to I watched The Wire late. He had already been in some stuff, and mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Hey, but I was like, "I don't get it." And then for some reason, seeing him as a drug kingpin on The Wire, I was like, "Open and red." I was like, "This is sensuality at its finest." I'll tell you what did it for me. It's a movie called The Mountain Between Us. I'm the only person who's ever seen it. <laughs> It stars him and Kate Winslet. It came and went. Nobody liked it except for me. <laughs> Catch me watching it on a Delta flight, just weeping. And then being like turned on and then weeping. <laughs> Which is any relationship, really. Truly. I really love that movie and I love Idris Elba. I think I would, I don't know, where do you find an older man? But see, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, if the apps are going on, and I'm not saying so much older, I'm even saying just like, like think, 40. Exactly. Like, I'm like a 10 years older, especially in a town like L- L.A. where people are so into, like, being fit and well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could be 42 and be popping off. Because we both know some of these 30-year-old comedy boys up in here looking uh-huh. 57. Some uh-huh. of them look disgusting. <laughs> they are they out here too many beers. My favorite is a nasty-looking comedy boy with a gorgeous girlfriend. <laughs> because I'm like, so you'll fuck a dumpster because it makes you laugh? <laughs> Where's my man who wants to fuck this little crusty little garbage can? You are not crusty. I remember running into you 
at the Gelses and you'll have a full beat on. And I'll be like, we're Gelses. <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, okay, Nicole, work, Hollywood Hills, baby. I sometimes <laughs> will put on a full face to go grocery shopping. <laughs> Not today. I had a little bit too much tequila last night, so I'm wearing a matted wig that <laughs> I barely brushed out and no makeup. And I thought these were longer leggings and wearing capri <laughs> leggings with platform vans. I look crazy. You're giving me 90s realness Thank right now. You. Like a capri and a vans. Thank you. It's like it's 1995. I am and serving great. something. <laughs> um, so you were single for a little bit in New York. Did you do the apps or no? Girl, I'm going to tell you before the apps. Because nine I, years, so you missed apps, yes? It's funny. Andy and I, that's Drew real name. Let's respect his autonomy, his personhood. <laughs> anyway, we actually matched, again, we didn't know it at the time, on OkCupid. So that was as far as I got to apps. But I'll tell you this, and this is what I mean about apps and like going out, this is actually uh-huh. your type and going out your side of your comfort zone. Because like, when I saw him on OkCupid, I was like, no, because hmm. one, he's shorter than me, which... I don't have a thing against a shorter guy, but if you're telling me the whole purpose of this app is to bring in exactly what I want, I'm not picking shorter. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Yes. So it wasn't in my checklist. And then he said in his thing, like one of the questions on OkCupid is like, on a typical Friday night, I blank. And you uh-huh. sit, right? And he said, probably improvising with my group, but I was like, hard ass Yo. pass. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. Yuck. And so I, so I, but it's funny because, like, I saw, like, I didn't put that together. When I met him in person, like, I didn't think of his picture. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It wasn't until later when I was going back to deactivate once uh-huh. I love was strong. And it was like, are you sure you want to leave? You have these matches. And you were like, and Jubu is I was like, well, one of the matches. And we were like 80-something percent, which I would say is about right Aww. for our current love. But I was like, but that, but before that girl, I did... I did some fucking Craigslist. Did okay? you? I, can you imagine it? Can you believe I'm alive? Can you believe Wait, I'm alive? Wait, how many men have you met up with on Craigslist? Oh my God, you know, Jubu don't even know about this. He gonna listen to this and we gonna have to have a talk. <laughs> I mean, oh God, I'd say like, I probably went out with maybe five or six, but okay. I was addicted to like, because I would play SBF, okay? Uh, Seeks, single black okay, female. Okay, yes. Seeks, you know what I mean? Like, and I would do different ads to like pull okay. in my different. I felt like it was better to be specific. Did you in each only ad. answer ads or did you put up ads? I put up and let them come oh. to me. I didn't just like did answer Did you put anybody. your picture up? Yes. Oh, girl. And I, I know. I know. This is us. And I remember like writing in something where it was like, you know, email me first because I need to make sure you're not my boss. Ha 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 or something. Because hmm. <laughs> I was like afraid. But I had like, I literally had a picture. I was like, I did that, okay? So we're talking like you, 2006. You were a risk taker, <laughs> inspirational, brave <laughs> ebony princess because Oh, it was insane. I answered ads, but I would never put a picture of myself <laughs> up, but also I don't think I could ever figure it out. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't like on my computer. I don't know. I'm pretty computer illiterate. Huh. And in that would be like 2008 times, 2009-ish. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to put a picture on my computer. <laughs> I do not know. I guess I could grab one from the Facebook. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know. How do I save it? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
I'm dumb is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm too dumb. Which makes you an inspiration. Thank to you. To us all because you are a success story. Yeah, you could be successful with nothing in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but just the uh, fucking peanuts rattling around. Uh, uh, so, did were any of the dates that you went on good? Oh my god, no! <laughs> like the one time, I definitely thought I was gonna be murdered, and oh, I'm so no. glad I wasn't. No, okay, and it was like, and it was so funny because it was like again, like those, the, you know, after I graduated college and was back in New York, and it was a little bit of because I'm from New York, so it wasn't like I was adjusting to the city, mm-hmm. but it was my first time being there as an adult who could go wherever they wanted. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there were certain times I know I'd be like, like I was meeting with some dude. He, I feel like he was like an NYU grad student. We met down in the West Village and we had gone back and like we sat having a drink or whatever. And it was like, you're cute, but you're like kind of an asshole. I could tell. Mm-hmm. But have you ever had that thing where you're like, I'm going to turn this asshole. I'm going to get this asshole sprung on me. A lot of men <laughs> I meet where I'm like, I don't think I like you, but I could Grow to like you <laughs> if I mold you in my image. <laughs> All right, where are my gloves? I need to get to work. <laughs> Polymer clay and it's several metals. so silly that, like, I feel like a man can meet a woman and immediately be like, no. Right. Or, like, I'll just fuck him. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. bitch is dumb. But, like, I feel like women, I'm not, right. I don't want to generalize, but I feel like a lot of times we're like, I can turn this negative into a positive. I yeah. if I do enough work, I yes I can. Yes we can. Obama was right. <laughs> yes we can change him into the man I want. Did you go to school like middle school, high school? Like were you one of the few black kids or was it yeah. not? Okay. Very very few black kids. But but also then how did that also affect your dating? Well, and like that early, you know, that early um, middle school, high school like pseudo-sexual, you know, when you're kind of doing that? How was that for Well, you? my mom, anytime I, I would tell my mom everything, mm-hmm. and I would tell her I had a crush on somebody, and she'd be like, well, you might have a crush on them, but don't, don't get too upset if it's not reciprocated. And I'd be like, what do you mean? She's mm-hmm. like, a boy might say he likes you, but like, I don't think he's going to bring you home to his family, you know, Girl. with your little black ass. My mother did the same, like when I decided to go to, to, to go to a, she like ran like got in her head after literally years of sending me to fucking Dalton on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. She was like, "You got to go to a historically black college," and I was like, "I do." And then when I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't choose that. And she was like, "Well, Naomi, I'm just sad for you because I don't think you're gonna have any boyfriends or have any experiences oh, no. if you go to like she legit was like, no one will love you." <laughs> oh no! So yeah, that same thing. Well, I think our moms, I think people forget that like uh, segregation was literally, yeah. what, 47 years ago? I'll go or like 57 man. years? It was yeah. not that long right. ago. Those people are all still alive. My great aunts who are like in their 60s, 70s, remember segregation because right. right. they lived through it. So I think when my mom was telling me shit like that, it wasn't to hurt my feelings. Right. It was like, this has been my experience with white people and yeah. this might be yours because... All those people who were for segregation are now, or like who also lived through it, are now parents. Right, exactly. What are they teaching? Kids? Their what are they kids? teaching right. their kids? That's what they assume. Of course. I mean, well, my grandma, she got Andy got to meet my grandma before she died, but she came. She was like, my grandma lived to be ninety eight. Fucking picked cotton Damn. in Mississippi, Damn. you know, as a girl, and then like she. Homegirl paid for her own funeral and cut every grandkid a check. Okay, so yes, she did bitch, it. You did. You know it. what I'm saying? So she was like that person, but. Even with all that, she was like a teacher. When she met Andy and he came around, she was so like, she would just like look at him and laugh. Like, mm. when she was like 96, 97, and she would just be like, look at him over there. 
is he okay? And then we'd be like, he's doing fine, Grandma. And then she'd be like, do his people like you? Do his people like you is the question. And I was like, and then Andy said, they was like, they like her more than me. My grandmother thought that was the funniest thing she had ever fucking heard. Well, and probably she, because she has had so few positive interactions with white people. Yes. Oh, goodness. And it was just like too good. She was like, his people. Do his people like you? <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Uh, but it's also like, I feel, but I feel like I was asking you about that too, that high school, middle school stuff, because it does, I think, impact the way we think about dating and guys and stuff, because we didn't learn we were desirable till later. Yeah, I guess I... Growing up, I didn't find myself desirable because I wasn't. <laughs> I made some real questionable... <laughs> Fashion choices. <laughs> like hair what? choices. Tell me your fashion choices. Well, I think it was sixth grade. I was obsessed with an oatmeal colored sweater. And I begged my mother for an oatmeal colored sweater. And then she bought me these dark flare jeans from Old Navy. Uh-huh. And I wore them with some Steve Madden fucking stompers. <laughs> like a six inch heel with like a big chunky front oh. you couldn't tell me I wasn't cute <laughs> no foundation bumpity bump pimples you better believe I had a clip on fucking ponytail yes hair slicked back different texture than the ponytail I'm always you better believe I had some blue Clinique eyeshadow on blue Clinique yes girl no foundation <laughs> like so just blue just eyeshadow. blue eyeshadow and just a touch mommy can't know I'm wearing it <laughs> And I just, I I looked bad, but, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't everything. But, see, I love that at least you were like, I am winning. I was like, so where you were giving us, like, you were trying to serve us, like, early Ariana Grande uh-huh. with a platform. Girl, I was into very much sixth grade. It was a wide leg mm-hmm. jean. Mm-hmm. An oversized Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. Okay. In an array of colors. All yes. right? I was big on Mickey Mouse. And always in a ponytail mm-hmm. of my own natural hair that I couldn't be bothered to do anything oh. to. I was very hair lazy. Like, but either your hair braid looks it or so don't touch it. Good. That your hair so... always looks outstanding. It lies flat. <laughs> what a dream for all of us. <laughs> when I was relaxing my hair, because you've relaxed, yeah, yeah, yeah. or is it blown out relaxer? No, relaxer yeah. When I was relaxing my hair, it like sometimes would stick out like a teepee. <laughs> like my hair, it was so coarse that. Truly, the hairdresser should have been like, a relaxer is going to do nothing for you. <laughs> you need to put weight on it if you want it to lay against your face. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, You're going to have to do more than just the relaxer, my friend, is what she should have said. But instead, I just looked insane for a very long time. <laughs> and I, like, you couldn't tell me I was in an awkward phase. But looking <laughs> back, I was like, oh, my awkward phase was years <laughs> if not my awkward life and not a phase because and then I look completely different from high school to now yeah. like if you look at pictures of me from high school you're like who is she <laughs> and then there was one point where I was wearing only red weaves red red weaves, weaves blue contacts no, after my mother died I was like I want to break free <laughs> 
and was like, I'm going to wear everything. She said I couldn't. This woman was doing the Lord's work she by saying, you, you cannot for your from yourself. have blue contacts she and was... red hair. You cannot. You are not a rapper. No, you cannot wear a knockoff Louis Vuitton Air Force One sneaker, sneaker with the, the rainbow LVs. Oh. You cannot do that. And I said, you're dead, lady. I'll do whatever I want. Looking like a mermaid Truly. out in the street. Yes, and nobody Ooh. wanted to date that. And I respectfully understand <laughs> why every man at Middletown High School South was like, no thank you, boo-boo, no thank you. I respect it. I'm here for it. I was too much then. I'm too much now. Now I'm just like, I don't know. We've all been living for a long time. So like, let's fucking do it. Yes. Okay? I'm the most fun you're ever going to have in your life. Okay. <laughs> Truly, I've gotten to a point where, like, before bed, I'm like, all right, God, like, is it a joke? <laughs> like, what, like, is, do I have to say something special or something? Like, what do I have to do to get a man? I'm perfect. It's got to be like in one of those bad movies where, like, a stand-up bombs on stage and yet somehow gets the big part. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you need to, like, go on a date and literally uh-huh. start sobbing, have a full breakdown. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Literally open with just darkness. Oh, God, the torture. And that's going to be the guy. And then he'll be like, I love this. Would, Wait, how did Jubu propose to you? Sorry, oh, I'm jumping all over the so, place. It's so not dynamic to the point where I was resentful for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it now. Oh, I feel like your listeners are going to be like, who is this ungrateful bitch? No, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Literally, he just called me in the other room and was like, Naomi, come here. I have a question. And then he came, and then I came in there and he like had the ring box open. And he was like, would you marry me? Aww. And it was a total surprise, of course. Like, I was literally like, what is happening? What is this? What are we doing? Uh-huh. Um, so I was, I mean, the surprise part was there. But I think why initially I was like, what? What? Because he is a, you know, he was somebody who I've been with for so long who, like, would do, like, these elaborate sketch shows mm-hmm. and make his own fucking props. Mm-hmm. And was like, he is such a creative person and mm-hmm. put all that in there. I go, you couldn't break me off a video? You know what I mean? I was like, you ain't gonna put some of this creativity into the one time you do this in your life? You're like, you have six wigs for one character, <laughs> and you couldn't put one of those wigs on to propose to me? <laughs> I get what you mean. But of course, like again, like, and that's like that was of a time of a time, and I think obviously it spoke to because I was very insecure in the relationship for a long time, you know, having never been in anything that long, mm-hmm. both being in these careers where it's like, what are we doing? And do I want to commit to somebody else who's also struggling? Like, all of that was mm-hmm. part of it. You know what I mean? And of course, now, if I say, it's like, there is, and, and also when he describes, he says, he's like, you know, it's actually for that same reason that I said, he's like, everything I do is so fucking orchestrated. Mm-hmm. I want it to be direct. I want it to be simple. I want it to Aww. be me and you. And when he explained that, you're like, well, okay, of course, that's gorgeous. <laughs> I yeah. can't be mad at you. <laughs> you know that what I mean? sweet. <laughs> I want a public proposal specifically. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this, but uh, I want it to be like in a restaurant or like uh-huh. somewhere public like that. Yeah. Where he gets on one knee and then I start screaming. <laughs> and like rolling around on the floor. I'm like, me? <laughs> you mean marry me? To the point where, like, everyone is like, he shouldn't marry her. <laughs> they're going to think it's an improv everywhere bitch. Yes. And they're going to be like, he should walk away. Yes. And I want someone to stand up and be like, don't marry her. She's bad. 
And then I want to like sit down and like just have dinner and have people be like, well, that was too much. <laughs> I really hate it that that just happened. And then we go home and fuck. I don't know. I just, I wanted to be public and stupid. <laughs> I think that could, that could be arranged. I've never seen a public proposal before, like in real life, you know? Um, I definitely am like, those seem stressful to me. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like, you know, in New York where I was, where you're just like, okay, it's anybody's game. I hope mm-hmm. I can steal that ring out your hand. Yes. Like, I'm just like, this feels so stressful. My friend had a public proposal. Our other friend, like, orchestrated it. And I was supposed to be in New York at the time, so I was going to do it. But then I ended up being here. And I think he had someone, like, singing. And then they were watching someone sing. And then her now husband... Proposed that way? I don't know. It was just like on the streets of New York yeah. and people were clapping. There's video of it. Well, that's tender. Somebody else just got proposed to. They told me somebody gave them $200. What? And she's some, oh, I forget. They got, they got engaged and then somebody on the train and then some like rich, rich lady gave them $200. It was like, I never ride the subway. That was wonderful. <laughs> she thought she was at a show <laughs> and was tipping somebody at a drag show. That's so funny. Isn't that so She's funny. like, I've never seen an ensemble like this and a lip sync to a proposal like this. Here is your $200 tip. That is so funny. I would love to do anything and just get tipped $200. Right? That's what I said. I was like, damn, you got to propose up in these streets. Right? I once got tipped a stupid amount of money because I dropped a bunch of drinks on the table and I like made a joke. Yeah. And they laughed really hard at the joke and they were like, you're so funny. Here's lots of money. What? And I think they were like, we got to get her out of here. (laughs) She's too funny to be dropping drinks on people. She also can't seem to balance a tray. (laughs) Where was this? In New York This was in New York. I was working at this place called Pranima. It's on season one, episode two of Kitchen Nightmares. You can see my old roommate, Jenny. She's featured on the show. They filmed it before I got hired. And... I was the worst waitress in the world. Wow. And I also used to leave my number on checks of hot boys. Oh, so you've always be like, been in the game. Here, this is for the blonde, or like this is for the black one of the group. <laughs> and nobody ever called me. And I think it was like, well, she's bad at this job. She'll so probably be bad at the job of being a girlfriend. I don't know. I've always been very bold. It's good. You're the bold and the beautiful. You have to be. I think it's you. Look, I look. I, we've all talked about like it is hard out there for a pimp. Truly, Let it's a, hard out here for a hoe. Exactly. So it's like if it's hard for a pimp, it's sure as shit harder mm-hmm. for a hoe. So you know what I'm saying? It's gonna take its time. But then what I wonder is, are you balancing yourself? Like, do you tend to like be like, okay, okay I'm gonna go on a bunch of dates, see who's out in these streets, mm-hmm. and then like pull back for a couple months, or are you just kind of always rolling? Uh, for a while, I was always rolling, always swiping, always trying to get to the next. And then 2019 came, and I said, I'm tired. <laughs> also, uh, I don't know what work is going to be bringing me. Everything's kind of up in the air right now with my job, Uh But I know I'm touring a lot, so I'm like, when I'm home for the five days working on stuff, and then do I want to spend my evenings doing shows to build material or do I want to be going on dates? Right. Dates do kind of give you material sometimes. Sometimes. But, but like, then... It ain't worth the material. Yeah, on the flip side, Are you it's like, claiming it's them dates on your taxes? It. You better be making that shit a business expense. I do. 
I write off all of my dates. Yes. Because I have, and if I get audited, I'll be like, oh, I can tell you that was a date for drinks, and I do this podcast uh, called Why Won't You Date Me? So you gotta go on the dates. (laughs) Stupid source material. (laughs) Yeah, audit me. No, don't. (laughs) Do not. Yeah, uh, IRS, uh, please don't. <laughs> um, I'm in the 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 mindset right now of I'm taking a little break. Yeah, because uh, I do anticipate. Because right now, you know how like life isn't busy, and then it's so much busier than you thought it was ever gonna be. Oh, the worst fucking. It's a little rhythm. confusing. The worst yes, rhythm. <laughs> this industry and this business has such a rhythm that like you'll never get on beat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always on a one and three. You truly, you're I just live like, wait, on the what? one and three. I mean, am I going somewhere? Am I staying home? Yeah. Now I just know to get fucking trip insurance. I finally learned that. I mean, <laughs> if you plan a trip, you will book something. <laughs> and luckily, I fly with Delta a lot, even though Delta and I fight. Oh, I guess yeah. I'm in a relationship with Delta. <laughs> I'm constantly fighting with them. This is why you don't have time for love in your life. Until you and Delta get free. Until I get free of Delta. But I, um... So I'm like a diamond medallion, the highest (gasps) tier. That's like all I've ever wanted. Well, they basically, if I miss a flight or like, I'm like, I'm not, I I have to cancel it or whatever. They, they don't take money from me. So they'll put it in like my little bank account with them. It's a do more delta. And then like little credits. And then sometimes they'll just give me my money back. Oh my God. They're very good to me monetarily. <laughs> but you'll never see me open a blanket on Delta. Ever again. Again. Wait, what's one of the worst Craigslist, Craigslist dates you've been on? Okay, it was, oh God, he wasn't, I don't think he was Craigslist. He was another website that I'm now blanking on the name of that was like before I could keep in all of these. And he saw me, he was like, I saw you out at the bar. But literally he saw me at a bar. When he, when he said what bar he saw me at, I was like, you literally saw me sitting on another man's lap. <laughs> so, very bold, very brave. And but I, again, I was like, okay. I was like, wow. Because at, at the time that he wrote me, it was like a month later, too. Mm-hmm. And that guy had gone back to Australia. Girl, don't let me get started on my time in Australia. But wait, how long were you in Australia? A little under a year. That was 2008 to 2009. What part of Australia? Sydney. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Not knowing what I know. My condolences having, to having you. Having been there, I should have been in Melbourne. It was much better for me. staying in Sydney for as long as you did. <laughs> I hated Sydney. It's very boring for me. And it's pretty, but people love to touch your hair. Oh, girl, who you? T- okay, but literally, I get to Sydney. I drop. I have a job interview. Maybe my first week there. I go to the store to buy like work pants. You know, I haven't brought that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm reaching on a rack. A white woman <laughs> touches my arm and goes, "Ooh, your skin." In these streets at a damn. She don't know me. Yep. You don't know me. Th- and I had braids at the time, which mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that's the best part of anything. You'll find an African in braids your hair no matter where you go. <laughs> I found the street in Sydney, Australia, where the Africans rolled up. Mm-hmm. It was like the 125th Street of Sydney. And I was like, I Keep never it found that. I'm very jealous. It was the best. In Newtown was the little suburb. And it was like a strip of African hair salons. <laughs> and I was like, I'm here. Good I get it. to know for the next time I don't go. <laughs> but they would touch my hair. And then people would always ask me, you know, they'd always ask me too. They'd ask me if I was Sudanese because what they were asking me was if I was a refugee. Oh, my God. That would happen a lot. People would think I was a goddamn Fuji up in that country. Okay. And then I, that was also the place where a guy said to me, you're pretty for a black girl. And then when I got <sighs> mad, he was like, that was a compliment. 
And that's when I knew I couldn't stay. Yeah, I'm not. uh, Sydney's bad, I think. (laughs) No offense if you live in Sydney, but I've just never been touched more than there. Yeah. And in like a way where I went to a club, this girl was touching my hair and I was like, can you not? And she's like, I just wanted to feel it. So then I touched hers and she was, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, touching your strings? Like, I don't, what what do you mean? What am I doing? Right. But also I did a lot of drugs there and that was fun. Also we went to one bar and it was huge. And I was like, oh my God, I need to get into this other room. And then I couldn't get into the other room because it was a mirror. And <laughs> my friends let me walk oh up to this mirror my God. and try to go through it for like a long time. And then I realized my mistake and was like, hmm, I think I'm going to turn around and they're all going to be laughing at me. And I think other people will be too. <laughs> but I was like, but I can't just stare at this mirror for the duration of our time here. So then I turned around and my friend John was emphatically like pointing and laughing at me. I was like, was he taking footage? I'm like, I don't think they, he took any footage. I was like, they were just letting you. There was a whole wall of mirrors and I didn't stop at just one. <laughs> you kept trying to get in. I needed to get into that other room. And I'm proud to say, hadn't taken or drank anything yet. Oh, no. <laughs> Like, completely sober, being like, gotta get into this mirror. Nicole, that is a humbling Uh, moment. Naomi, it's, like, my brain, (laughs) honestly, it's a struggle every day (laughs) just to function and be normal. I have a question, Naomi. Uh, Would you ever date me? Oh, my God. Hell yeah, I would date you. I probably couldn't hang. I'm too sad and don't like (laughs) to drink anymore. (laughs) But I'd date the shit out of you. Thank I would like you. come places if you needed me to meet you wherever you were. Like you having like a busy schedule too, to me, I'm like, it's like catnip for guys. The fact that it's like, I could only see her for one weekend a month, like the goddamn army. <laughs> it would be like, I'd be like, I just have to be there. I just have to be there. This is when she's available. I have to be there. <laughs> well, thank you, Naomi. Thank you, Nicole. I would date you. Thanks. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Well, you guys, if the sound of my voice didn't upset you and you oh, like a no. good laugh, why not download Couples Therapy Podcast? Nicole and Sashir were on it together. We were because we are a non-sexual couple. <laughs> you are. We are constantly going on vacations together and I am constantly doing dinner reservations where I say we just got engaged. <laughs> we went to one restaurant in Miami. Where I told her before we got there, I was like, so on the reservation, I said, we just got engaged and I'm going to fully make up a story when we get there. And she was like, sure. <laughs> we get there and the lady's like, we're celebrating uh, oh, an engagement. And I said, yes, I proposed to her today on a jet ski and the ring dropped into the ocean, but she doesn't care because she loves me. <laughs> and so she slowly turned to me, I think fully forgot that I was going to make up something. It was very fun. And then I embarrassed her a bunch more at dinner. Oh. Uh, what okay? So couples therapy podcast. You also do a live show with the Virgil. Yes, first Saturday of every it's month. Very fun. You should go the Virgil mm-hmm. if you're in LA. Is in Silver Lake. Um, and then you wrote for what is the name of the show? HBO show called Mrs. Fletcher, starring Katherine Hahn. Uh, woman, son leaves for college, mm-hmm. and they Give both that get some line. lessons. That's what I say. They both yes. get some lessons. Yes, yes, that's a log line, everybody. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, also, uh, what's the other show? What did I say? Uh, Great News? 
Oh, yeah, but that's on the Netflix season two. Why not? Give I it mean, watch. watch it on the Hulu. Watch it where you can stream it so we can get Naomi her residuals. Hello. <laughs> trying to pay for a wedding. Yes, that I'd like to get invited to. <laughs> if you liked this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, um, like it, rate it on iTunes, subscribe, listen all day long. And if you send me a nasty thing hitting on me, I'll read it. This person emailed me at my, I have an email address, baconcansave at gmail.com. Sometimes when I'm bored, I will respond to people. Uh, But lately I've been getting too many and that's why I haven't been responding. But this person, her name is Melanie. She wrote, I want to suck your clit so hard that whole fat chocolate milk squirts out. Thank you for your time, Ms. Buyer. (laughs) (laughs) And that really made me happy. Okay, this is what a man named Ryan said to me. Ooh. This He's not hitting on me, but he's giving me some advice. Uh, I have been listening to your podcast. Uh-huh. I think he meant listening. That's mm-hmm. okay. Why won't you date me? I like that he told me which one. Right, right, right. It's super clear why you don't have a boyfriend. You're not an honest person. Right. And, you set, and you set up roadblocks for yourself. You don't have to change your personality. If you did, that would truly be the saddest thing. But it's clear to me why your profiles are failing you. If you want me to explain, call. And then he gave me his number. No, no, see, no. And then said, after 6 p.m. NYC, which I think he thinks means Eastern Standard Time, (laughs) or another number, his job. With the extension. Oh, shit. And says, this is my nine to six job. So, like, he works an hour harder than the average person. <laughs> right. Because I always thought it was a nine to five. So No, see, Ryan is, like, trying to sell you a ten disc set. Okay? <laughs> He's trying to get you on the damn phone I... and give you a series of audiobooks that will change your life. I guess so. As part of a pyramid Ryan, scheme. Ryan, I don't think I'm gonna call you, <laughs> but if you would like to get back into the DMs and let me know more about what you think's wrong with my profiles, please, please slide back into the DMs. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Naomi. Thank you. Bye. 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 This has been a Team Coco production. Coming back from an injury or any painful condition is not a do-it-yourself project. Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven has the technology and talent to help you get back to what you love. Whether it's taking a walk or running a marathon, Gaylord Physical Therapy in Cromwell, Cheshire, and North Haven can help you get back to your personal best. Gaylord, think possible. Also available in Madison and Wallingford. Go to gaylord.org for more information. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.